Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of the 5-0 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the Silent Witness Coordinator, and today I am joined by two friends that I've gotten to work with over the years. But before we talk about them, I want to thank... Bonneville for the time that we can come to you each week and talk about community stuff. I tell people we should call this show Community Matters because community does matter, and these are hopefully matters the community cares about. I also want to thank Ed, our producer, for putting up with us each week. So while we jump into it, Rachel Warren is a sergeant with the Phoenix Police Department. Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. And Lieutenant Brian Milhone, and we've been trying to get Lieutenant to come in for several years, actually. Lieutenant, thank you for being here as well. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. Thanks. Now, what the reason that I think you make a good interview is because you're not the person who waves their hand in the air and says, hey, look at me, but neither is Rachel. And ironically, Rachel recently was asked to do, and she didn't seek the opportunity, but she was asked to talk to some media outlets about what the folks in the employee assistance unit do. And I think people are kind of fascinated by it because they all see police stuff on TV and movies, and they don't realize that we actually hire humans. And humans get impacted when they see stuff. And Lieutenant and I were talking recently, and I said, you know, it's a lot of folks want to talk about the what you see as a police officer. But I think what you guys do is really focused on wellness and making families and our employees as safe and well as possible, all the way up to and including financial planning. Uh, and I think that's really cool. And Rachel, I'm asking, do people look at what you do as wellness, or do they look and think, oh, you must see some bad stuff. Like, how do they look at what you do? I think it depends on the person's interaction with our unit, just in general, their, what their overall view of it is. So we do come into contact during proactive approaches as well. And so I think that it really is based on what that interaction looks like. Are we coming to you because we're responding to a critical incident and that's your experience with us? Or is it because we came out and we did a briefing or maybe a proactive training and that's how we first had that interaction? 100% agree. And and I am by no means minimizing the, the amazing men and women and, and a lot listen to the show who go out and do this job each and every day. They're called upon when things aren't going great. So they see things that most humans don't see. And we talk about resilience all the time, but we also recognize that, you know, they have families and children or even pets that are impacted when things happen. And so you see people on their best days and sometimes on their worst days. This is a question that gets asked a lot. When you see what our first responders go through, and then you have to maintain wellness for your team and yourself, how do you balance that? Well, I think it, it's been an adjustment over the last year and a half of working through this unit and finding something that works for me as well. So not only did we come over here and start talking about wellness, how am I doing that to help myself? Um, it, it it didn't start off so great. It's getting better. It's getting better, but it's uh, really focusing on taking that time uh, to really implement the things that we're discussing about the resilience piece that you're you're touching on. So, what am I doing in my day to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and making sure that I'm well or whole uh, when I go out on the street as well to to help out. Now, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit because I know that you and I went through a leadership class and you believe in leadership. And the reason I bring that up is I know that uh, for a while, for a long while, you were the leader of the team. 
and you didn't want your folks to get a bunch of calls if you could take that from them. And then eventually, as you're trying to live your life, be with your family, that absolutely takes a toll. And I only say that because uh, in 04, and I've, I've bored you with this story before, we were asked to create the Employee Assistance Unit. And there was only three of us, and we did a lot of, we went through the state, we helped other agencies develop plans, programs, and funerals. Uh, but after a while, you you almost feel like your time is not yours because you want to be available to serve. Do you think it's a real thing to think that anyone who serves, whether they're clergy, police officers, firefighter, anybody, is is burnout a thing? Can you over-serve to the extent that you give more of yourself? Is that possible? Yes, I think that that is a possible uh, possibility there with your family as well. You're talking about going home and making sure that we're, you know, we're out here talking about make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure, you know, we're talking about that resilient resilience piece. And now when we're going home, we're neglecting that part of ourselves. So, uh, yes, I do think that burnout is a thing. I think that there is a balance in everything. And for us to be most effective, then we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to be taking care of ourselves in addition to serving. And I think that that's going to be the most effective. So when we talk about burnout, let's just get our little PSA in. If you don't work for the Phoenix Police Department or the city of Phoenix, where you work probably has an employee assistance program. We encourage people, if you ever feel like you need help or resources, reach out to those programs or start with a Google search of resources in your area. Um, and, and if you do work for the city of Phoenix, I'm just so incredibly in awe and proud of the teams that you develop, the resources. You have a great team. You have uh, even dogs that go with folks. And I've seen tough, quiet officers who've seen very bad things, and they see those dogs, and it just seems to break down barriers. Now, the reason I said that originally you were leading the team, uh, essentially it was just you leading the team, is you semi-recently got a lieutenant to join the team. Lieutenant Brian Milhone came over. Now, you've worked a variety of assignments. Did you, did you really even have an appreciation or know what the employee assistance side of the department was before this? To tell you the truth, I did not know what I was getting myself into. Oh, I'm sure of that. Um, you know, you kind of see the employee assistance unit as one thing, but once you get in there and you start seeing the resources they have, you start seeing the other side of officers, not just the, you know, the enforcement side, or you see the other side, their home life, what people go through. Cops are human. We're parents, we're moms, we're dads, we're brothers, we're sisters. We have kids with special needs. Um, we go to parent-teacher night. You know, we're regular people. And through everything, through this process, um, you see that people do need assistance. And I'd say even more than assistance, wellness. You know, sometimes our unit's called this assistance unit, but really we're a wellness unit. And as we grow this into something even bigger to help not only our law enforcement sworn personnel, but we're also there for um, the people behind the scenes, the people that people out there don't see, um, the detectives, the crime scene specialists, the people in body worn camera, or even the people that are behind the desks, the professional staff throughout the department. They need help, too. And being able to help them is I've been blessed. Well, one of the things that you brought up and that I really uh, leaned into when you said that, when you talk about wellness, I think you said assistance doesn't mean weakness. Assistance just means, look, we're human, and you see things that most humans aren't conditioned to see. 
let us offer you the right resources to help you and your family as you talk about. And I have a greater appreciation because I'm married to a professional staff member. And I know that you are one of the folks that a lot of people have pointed to and said family is critical to you. So whether or not you know this, we were doing a segment uh, talking about heroes in law enforcement, folks who give to the community. And several people nominated you. And I think I came to you and we were trying to do a segment, but you're too humble. Uh, but the, because of the fact that you balance family, family needs, community, and police work, you seem like a duck in that you're just kind of gliding along, but the feet are going furiously under the water. Do you ever feel like, I don't know how to balance this all? Or have you developed a system? Because you see a lot of stuff. I think you've been talking to my wife. Oh, she calls you a duck? <laughs> well, she, uh, you know, we've been married for uh much longer than I've been uh, been uh, in law enforcement, and uh, and we have kids prior to being in law enforcement, and so those are my priorities. So when we come to serve our community, uh, we have to remember that we also serve our families, and and that is just very dear to me. Yeah, we we see, and I and I don't know if they call it compassion fatigue anymore, but there there is. A real situation where you give so much to others that you can shut down when you get home and then your family starts to feel neglected. And I think you and your team, all your team, does such a great job of helping people find that balance. But I love that you call it wellness. And again, if anyone out there who may not work for the city of Phoenix Police Department wants to learn more about wellness, it's not trying to fix something when you think it's not uh, going your way. It's being as healthy and happy as you can all the time because you deserve it. Rachel, you must, we all have families, you must see things and talk to people at work and then you go home and tell your family, look, just hug me a little extra because I I just have a greater appreciation of when things are going really well and you feel blessed because sometimes the folks you work with and help aren't in that situation. Do you have a greater appreciation for the day-to-day sometimes because of what you see? Absolutely. I will say since transferring to this unit, it has made me recognize I need to slow down take more time for my kids and enjoy the moments that I do have with them. So when I do have a few minutes before I head to work or head out on a call, it's really taking the time to make sure I am sincere about my goodbyes and my hellos. So yes. It, it, true or false, at, at least in my opinion, kids are really good about seeing when that phone's up to your ear. Not that they're looking to misbehave, but they want to make sure that you're seeing them. So I, I appreciate the fact that you talk about balance because I think that's the key to longevity and everything. But when we talk about the men and women who are out there doing this job, seeing what they see, I think that we want them to be, someone once said, be where your feet are. If you're home, be at home. If you're at work, be at work and try not to mix the two. And I think what you both do and what your team does is an amazing resource for helping people do that. Lieutenant, you must have a greater appreciation now of uh, the men and women who do this job. You were always known as a good leader, but now you're out there getting to talk to them when things, maybe they might feel overwhelmed. Do you look at them differently now that you're on this side of the coin? Absolutely not. They go out there every day, the men and women of the Phoenix Police Department, and they serve the community uh, like no other. Um, there's no uh, fear in them. They are resilient. Um, I'm even more proud of them now, uh, knowing that... Um, that they do have problems. They're just like uh, myself or Rachel or you or anybody else uh, listening to this show today. We all have uh, personal issues, and the fact that we get to help people get through that and still let them or allow them to serve the community, I love it. At, at times, I'm guessing it doesn't even feel like work because you're sitting there and you're taking heroes 
folks who run into situations helping people they've never met, and you get to walk them through something they may not know how to navigate. Do you ever look and think, wow, this is a very uh, an incredible responsibility I've been given? Absolutely. Um, it's a wonderful position. Um, we work hard every day. You know, when we go home, it's we're still getting phone calls. And we're trying to, we still have to balance the family part, like uh, Sergeant Warren was talking about. Um, but being able to serve 24-7, um, I, I love the position I'm in. No, I couldn't agree more. And I and I can't say this enough. The team that you both have, and I know we couldn't get them all in here today. They're amazing people. Uh, a question maybe you hadn't thought about, and I'm asking you both. Rachel, you've got several more promotions in you. You're going to be in this <laughs> career longer than I. Uh, have you thought about when you leave this career, what do you want your legacy to be? Because people have looked at you differently now that you're serving in this capacity. What do you want to be best remembered for when you do leave? That's a really, a really good question, Jamie. I would say that my focus on my legacy after I leave here is is more geared towards my family's perception of what my legacy is. I want to make sure that I Again, I'm leaving here whole and my family's whole, that they don't feel like they missed out on too much and, and they, that I didn't leave a, sel- a piece of myself in the department. Um, you go here, you work, you're effective, you serve your community, you do the best you can, um, and you give it your all every day. But I also want to make sure that I'm doing that at home. And so if I am in retirement, I would say that my focus and my legacy that I would want it to be would be that my kids know that I loved them. I spend as much time as I could with them at home, and I never, I never put my work before them. It was a balance. And, and I love that you mentioned your family, and you already have made the department better because of what you've done in that unit. Lieutenant, if, if this is even a fair question, what do you want to be best remembered for, how, how you serve? What, what's, what's the legacy you want to leave? I'd like to remind law enforcement officers to give back. So when they get to a point in their career when they have many years on, um, before you leave the department, all that knowledge you've gained over the years, all the tools you use, empathy, compassion, teach others, teach those younger officers on how to be um, mentor them. How to be I better employees. Agree completely. Lieutenant Brian Milhone, thank you for being here. Sergeant Rachel Warren, thank you for being here as well. It's uh, We've been trying to get you back in here for a while. If anyone wants to learn more about being a City of Phoenix police officer, please check out phoenix.gov under employment. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.